Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Rob Sisternino, and I am back with another exit interview this morning, and I am flying solo, but we are going to have a, a very special exit interview. We're going to speak with the woman who was voted out from the Manano tribe last night, a woman by the name of, uh, uh, what is it? All right, don't tell me, don't tell me, it's coming to me. Starts with, uh, Monica. Yes, Monica Culp. I'm sorry. I've, I I do suffer from the nominal aphasia at times, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to get through the exit interview with uh, Monica. And uh, being told, we have her on the line, and uh, let's go ahead and patch her through. Monica, good morning. How are you doing? This is Rob Sestrinino. Hey, Rob, I'm doing great. How are you? Monica, I can't uh, wrap my head around this that, uh, you know, I watched you on The Survivor and, uh, you know, I did not have high hopes for you going in. I did not. I thought that you might not be a hard worker and I thought you might get uh, I know that you have a very nice life and I thought you might get out there on Survivor and after two days say this is not for me. But that was not the case at all, Monica. Rob, how much did I surprise you, my friend? You surprised me a lot, but yeah, I, I, didn't... I think I did that to a lot of people. I think uh, CBS knew what they were getting, but based upon that uh, profile and the edit of the tapes and everything, I was sickened by what I saw too. So uh, yeah, I'm glad that you were surprised. I, I, uh, you know, I, I'm glad I changed your mind. Yes, you changed my mind, but you did not change the mind of anybody that you were playing Survivor with. It's what happened here. It seems like nobody wanted you around no matter where you were in this game. Oh, I'm sorry that you took it as that way. That that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> oh, that, okay. that wasn't the case at all. I uh, as far as the women's tribe went, yeah, they were trumped tight on that alliance of five quickly. But I knew, all right, I gotta use some skills here and outwork everybody improve my worth and I did just that. Um if if you were watching in episode two, Jeff says, let's revisit um everybody's alliances and he went around each woman in that alliance of five and said, if you knew what you know now, would your alliance mm-hmm. be different? And every single one of the women, Sab, Chelsea, Kim, said absolutely. And I'd spent a lot of time with them after that uh you know, in, in that beginning. And I felt as if the four of us were going to connect and Christina there too, and uh, make a switch and a blind side on our end. But unfortunately we switched up before that was able to happen. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I don't understand how they wanted to get rid of you this week. I, I didn't understand. Why did Colton want to target you out of anybody? I think that in, it seemed as though in the beginning of the episode, Colton was, saying, no, I want to be with Monica. Let me explain why. Um, Early in the game, day two or day three, Colton came over and said, I need a mom. You know, he kind of gave me the name Momica. You know, I need my Momica. And he was very homesick and and not feeling good about the game. Um, The worst situation for him was to play this game, men versus women. And I spent a lot of time with him and had a relationship with him and, and talked him into staying and, and, and told him, you know, you can't quit and you can't jeopardize your integrity. And one day you're going to be a parent and you're going to want to set an example for your children. And so for him, oh boy, he and I had a relationship and it was believable that it was Tarzan that was going to go and not me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know what I think? I think that Colton wanted to get rid of you because you're not going to listen to all of his nonsense and follow him down into the abyss like the rest of this people on this new Monono tribe. Correct. And, you know, Rob, watching episode four was very difficult. Um, the women were not privy to what happened in that tribal council. It was very yeah. uncomfortable to watch the way <laughs> Leaf was treated. And yeah. it was very uncomfortable to watch the roasting that Bill got. And had I been privy to that information, I would never have wanted to be led by a person of that stature. And I would have done everything in my power to blindside and get him out. Yeah. Was there any talk of anything going on with, uh, I feel like Jonas could have gotten something going because I feel like for, for him, uh, it, you know, it doesn't make any sense to go after you. Why not try to get the men to go after Alicia? I, I understand for, it makes sense for me for Colton to want to keep Alicia around instead of you. But why do these guys want to keep Alicia who's so uh, obviously in Colton's back pocket? That That's what's so perplexing to me, Rob, is I'm thinking, you know, number one, I was very disappointed in, in Jonas's play to have seen him sit through the roasting at that tribal the day before and then the next day still say, to quote him, I'll be Colton's bitch if I need to. Um, he could, He and I could have gotten together and gotten something going. You know, in my mind, I have this relationship with Colton. I've got to believe him. And secondly, I felt like even if Colton's not with us, they're going to get rid of the weakest girl. And by no means am I the weakest girl. I'm Heck, I'm one of the strongest one on the whole tribe. Yes. Yes. You scored a yeah, basket. And the weakest player was clearly Tarzan. You know, they didn't <laughs> know in that, in that challenge during the basketball game, he swam out to get the ball. And there was a big confrontation on the tribe um, that uh, he wasn't doing his best to help the tribe be strong. And so it was very believable that it was going to be Tarzan. Coupled with my relationship with Colton, you could see why it was a blindside and why I was as shocked. And I truly was, as Leaf said, one of the hardest working people out there. And, and Jeff Probst said in the end, well, it's amazing. You guys are accepting being the weakest and you've, arguably just voted off your strongest player. Yeah, I don't Jeff seemed upset. Jeff seemed upset about their decision last night. I think we were all upset. I, I, the women <laughs> on the other side that, you know, Cole, you know, Chelsea, Sabrina, and Kim, I mean, we had formed a nice little relationship, um, you know, after, after day five or day six, and, and I think they were disappointed too. So when they switched up the tribes, uh, as soon as you broke that uh, dye-colored egg on you, and really, couldn't they come up with a, a less messy way to divide the tribes? Oh, it's a, it's Survivor. you got to love the oh, mess. Okay. The uh, messier is better. <laughs> We're all a mess out there. It sure doesn't look so. like it, but uh, <laughs> at this point, we haven't had any protein, barely. Uh, not much to eat, not much to drink. You're you're living on bamboo, and uh, it, you're a mess out there. A little more paint doesn't make a hill of beans. Uh, well, what I was getting at was when the, you broke that egg, do you look at the, at the color and look at who else has the same color as you and say, oh, boy, this is not good? No question. And I still, to this day, will wake up in the middle of the night and think, how did I grab that egg? Because my instinct was, I don't like this egg. I want to put it back and take another one. And I almost, you know, nudged that and said, hey, you want to switch eggs? And, uh, oh, if I just would have done that. But you know what? The mother in me 
and the fighter in me and the, the positive spirit in me thought, all right, I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons here. And that was exactly the philosophy I took. I went into that tribe. We built shelter. I, you know, was hunting for food, caught more crabs for the tribe. I mm-hmm. really, like they said, I was a hard worker and making friends. And, and Jonas himself had said, I can't believe that we've got a woman on this tribe that works just as hard, if not harder than the men. You're a pleasure to have around. Well, tell me about so your relationship. Last night, it was difficult. Tell me about your relationship with Alicia, because it seemed that uh, she had no problem whatsoever throwing you under the bus that Colton was driving last night. Unbelievable. You know, we'd had so many talks as the women. When the men electively decided to go to tribal council when they had won immunity, the women, we, we bound together and said, no matter what happens in this game, ladies, these men are capable of anything. Do not believe them. Stay strong as women. No matter how we jumble up or what we do, let's women stay till the end. And she was so quick to change. If I had to describe her, I would describe her as silly. Um, I just think, I can't think of another word, just silly in her thought process. That's it? Only silly? That's not even that bad. I I wouldn't want people to call me silly. Yeah, I I think silly in in a condescending way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If it's in a condescending way. Uh, Correct. What about about this Tarzan? Uh, Were you surprised at all that he did not uh, know your name uh, at a few points in the episode last night? Tarzan has aphasia, aphasia where you have a lot of problems with memory. Um, Tarzan, to me, I can best describe him as like Don Quixote, you know, Cervantes' <laughs> no, novel. I mean, chasing dragons and windmills, you know, just just uh, didn't quite get it. Are you surprised that Tarzan uh, follows Colton so blindly in this game? I mean, he's uh, definitely a a man who has had a lot of life experience. Uh, He's definitely been on a lot of adventures. Uh, Are you surprised that he just goes wherever Colton takes him? That is the most astounding thing I've ever seen. You know, to me, what is a leader? A leader is a person who takes average people and makes great work out of them. And I would never want to be led by somebody that I saw in that tribal council on episode four. (laughs) And the fact that these other men wanted to is very uncomfortable to watch. Baffling. Uh, Baffling. It is is pretty baffling. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're you're sitting there as, as a man and you say, I just don't get it. I would never want to be led by somebody that is so not like me. If anything, I would have stood up just to not jeopardize my integrity. The example I would set for my children, my husband, Mm -hmm. my community, other women in their 40s as a whole, I would not jeopardize or say the million dollars matters to me so much in this game that I'm willing to become something that I'm not. That's just not my style. And it's, it's, it's actually... As a man, it must be extremely uncomfortable to watch. Uh, well, at times it certainly is. 
<laughs> depends what, depends exactly uh, what's happening. So do you think that Tarzan and Jonas uh, and, and even Leaf to some degree, do you feel like for them, they feel like it really never changed men versus women and that they're expecting to go then to the merge and have it just be the men continuing to uh, try to wipe the women off the face of the survivor map? I think for them it didn't change. Yeah. The, I have remorse in the fact as I watch this because you're, you know, everybody goes and does their confessionals and does different things and you just don't know. You're playing the game with a lot of liars. As I watch, I say, oh, silly, silly Monica, how in the world did I not turn around and just say, you know, Christina and I were Trump tight. How did I not go to Jonas and say, what's going on over there? You, me, Leaf, and Christina can blindside Colton right here. Mm -hmm. And it's just unfortunate. You know, my relationship with Colton from day two or day three, because he was so thankful that I had, um, you know, kind of been a rock for him out there. I felt like he was telling the truth. And I really did feel like Tarzan truly was out of touch and the weakest player on our tribe and thought, even if they're going to go for another woman, it's certainly not going to be the strongest woman at this point when it's Manano versus Solani and it's so lopsided. You'd think that you'd want to stay strong. You would think so. That would be the objective. But that's not how it goes sometimes. That's <laughs> so, correct. That's why we play the game Survivor. You never know what you're going to get. That's right. Yes. It's, uh, I think that's what Forrest Gump said once. Perfect. That's yeah. like a box of chocolates. <laughs> yeah. You never know which one. Gotta love him. Yeah, the last thing you said last night on the episode was that what you had wanted so badly was for your husband, uh, who played in the NFL, to see you play in the Survivor Arena and be proud of you. Uh, What was your husband's reaction upon uh, seeing your performance and your uh, domination in some of these challenges? He was so proud. My kids were so proud. And... uh, you know, it, it was phenomenal. It's been a really neat experience for, for my husband and my kids. But I was disappointed. I was really disappointed in me. The only comment I could say was, wow. But to go out there and be bitter is really not my style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was let down. You know, I think the perception was based on the application. Obviously, I did not write that my occupation was NFL wife. I'm not shallow. And <laughs> That was very demeaning. I did not write that. Obviously, I wrote that I was a physical therapist and a homemaker, but I think CBS deciding to put NFL wife as a moniker sells more tickets, and I don't blame them. Um, But uh, that was disappointing to me to see. Um, And I'm so much more than that. That, That's not what defines me. You know, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a civic-minded volunteer. And I really feel like uh, I did my community. I did my family. I did old teammates. I did my kids and, and the youth groups that we volunteer with and do very proud. Yeah. Well, Monica, no reason to uh, be bitter. You did a great job out there. And sometimes on Survivor, it's just the numbers get stacked up against you the wrong way. And uh, it was a, a real pleasure talking to you today. Thanks, Rob, so much. And I really appreciate your kindness and throughout the whole process. That, to me, has made this experience fabulous. Oh, there you go. Because of folks like you. And I follow you, and I see what you're Twittering and saying. And uh, you and I would be friends, and, and I'm <laughs> glad you're in my circle. 
Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, we're we're in the same circle. I'm not going to vote you out, Monica. I'm not like Colton. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All Perfect. right. Well, take hopefully care. you and I will get we'll get a, get a chance to play together. We'll be teammates. <laughs> All right. Sounds sounds good. All right, everybody. There you have it. Monica Culpepper, uh, the latest person voted out on Survivor One World and the latest victim of uh, Colton Cumbie. But uh, two weeks in a row, we've had people uh, who took it pretty well, taking the high road here on uh, the exit interview, which is uh, is very nice. We, we appreciate it, but uh, it's, Low Road is fun, too. Low, low Road is also fun. So uh, speaking of fun, we've got uh, a woman who uh, also always takes the high road. Uh, Miss Dawn, or sorry, Mrs. Dawn Meehan, excuse me. Uh, we're going to be speaking with her later this afternoon, and I'm sure we're going to have uh, lots of fun uh, with Dawn and uh, lots of fun uh, all around today as we cover uh, the latest episode of Survivor One World. So until next time, we'll be back with Nicole uh, in just a little bit. So we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.